come to another mile marker, you could say, in the mysteries of the footsteps of our Lord and Savior. Although when you think about the ascension, though it has priority of place in our celebrations, I don't know if any of you have wondered, as I have since when I was a child, you know, why it was so important that the Lord be seen going up and to be seated at the right hand of God, as though that was something that was necessary for us. After all, is it not his sacrifice, his death, and his resurrection that gives us that, you know, both the cleansing of the sin that has separated us from him and there, thereafter renewal in the grace that is uh, born in baptism? Isn't that so? What is the need for the ascension? It's bothered me for, uh, for, for quite a long time, and I, I suppose over the years it's, it's been a growing wisdom that, well, well, of course, you know, like we've read in the Acts of the Apostles where the angel says, this is a sign of what is to come. Look for this. Wait for it. Look forward to this image when it returns. The Lord who has gone away as you have seen him will return in the same fashion. So it's a sign of hope for starters, as, as, a, as is apparent from the the words of the scripture, but what else might be its reason? Well, I suppose as you know, the Lord has made it clear that he is the head of his body and he has made us one with that body, it is appropriate, if not indeed essential, that an ascension that we witness take place. Because if there's anything to be redeemed, as uh, hopefully soon to be um, St. Fulton Sheen would say, anything to be, nothing can be redeemed if it's not assumed into Jesus' life. Which means that if we are to make a single move towards the Heavenly Father, if we are to rise and even then after to ascend to him, it must be in likeness of the one who came before us. It must follow the suit of the first of all creation, Jesus himself. I suppose that's why we call Jesus the sacrament of all sacraments. And I don't mean sacrament in terms of the Eucharist, although he is the greatest of sacraments in the Eucharist, of course. But there are many sacraments that we are blessed with in our faith, Jesus being the first of them. He is the sign of the Heavenly Father. He is the sign of the new creation. He is sign after sign of the newness of the gospel. But as sign, he must also fulfill every step of the journey. There's not a single step we can take that doesn't require him to go first. As he is baptized, we are to be baptized. As he preaches and testifies to the gospel by example, so are we. As he carries his cross and is crucified, so are we. And as we anticipate joyfully, we are also to be, we are also to rise from the dead as he. And finally, as he, we are to ascend the loving arms of the Heavenly Father. All children of God must follow the greatest of all signs.
the greatest of sacraments, the whole way. When we listen to the Lord's final comments and his commission, we must keep in mind as Though the, though the Easter season continues and we won't stop until we get to the Feast of Pentecost, the third greatest celebration of our faith, of our, um, our liturgical season, keep in mind of these kind of three elements that we see at the very end of the road for, for the apostles before they're sent out to the whole world. Though it's not mentioned, it's the, the, verse, the verses are cut short here, it doesn't mention it. Here, but just before that, Mark, uh, the gospel, excuse me, Saint Mark makes makes a note that the faith of the apostles was still lacking somewhat. That though their hearts were overjoyed, and they were, I mean, as they uh, received apparition after apparition of our Lord in the resurrected state, some of them, or all of them, perhaps, in some measure, doubted what they were seeing. And it says that the Lord reprimanded them, that there is still more faith to grow. In spirit of that, we should keep in mind that our own faith has a journey to keep going. It doesn't stop with the greatest of celebrations nor the, the end of the liturgical year, but it has always more to gain more room to be stretched, more space in the heart to be surrendered. As that is said, to, as it was said to the apostles that they have more faith to be had, consider the ongoing journey hopefully. Do not despair if there is much, much improvement to be made. For the Holy Spirit, to be sure, will make that improvement. Second of all, I think it's important to keep in mind, you know, as we are sent out, as we grow, we will be instruments of growth to others. It's one reason that the, the Lord promises that signs will be worked through us. We don't just testify to the greatest sign, but we use signs to testify to him. He numbers some of them in this passage that there will be those who drive out demons in his name. There are those who speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands. They drink, and if they drink anything deadly, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. St. Ambrose and St. Gregory the Great said when they commented on these scriptures that th these gifts are not exclusively you know, reserved for those in the apostolic age of our church but are proper and even assigned to those of all ages who share in their apostolate. All who have a share in that original mission will be granted gifts that are needed to, share, to affect that message of the gospel. So consider that. Welcome it. And finally, a third distinction that our Lord makes when he gives us this commission. He doesn't just say, go out and baptize all nations. He doesn't just say, preach the gospel to every living person. But go and preach the gospel to every creature. All creation. 
There is not a single ounce of the universe that God wishes to waste. No part of it he wishes to be part of, parted from. As such, the love that we exercise, which is that preaching of the gospel, is meant to be shared with every portion of creation, down to the smallest atom. If we do so, all those who behold it cannot help but be attracted to the firstborn of all that creation, our Savior. Love for every ounce of the universe will contribute to this, this testimony of the new heaven and the new earth. When we consider what our responsibilities are here and now, if we face some hopeful news, it looks as though the light of the end of the proverbial tunnel for this, this uh, particular cross we bear in the pandemic is somewhat within sight. Let's not let our guard down, but continue to carry the cross the whole way. Christians who are passionate to do that, or at least a portion of that, never put the cross down. Never give up. Let's ask our Blessed Mother, St. Joseph, to continue to strengthen our resolve and to fortify our joys. Thanks be to God.